Imagine a life-changing injury. Imagine the fear and unknown. The Houston Clinic Sports Medicine Team, the only physicians in the area with advanced certification in orthopedic sports medicine, treat sports injuries with innovative techniques. The Houston Clinic has helped nearly a million athletes live without pain. Imagine getting back in the game. Imagine the best game of your life. The Houston Clinic Sports Medicine Team. Hello, everybody. This is Chris Blair, voice of the national champion Fighting Tigers of LSU. And you're locked in to the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. Middle Georgia's number one voice of community and collegiate sports. Go Tigers! This is Mike Conti of Atlanta United and the Atlanta Hawks Radio Networks. You're listening to Middle Georgia's number one team for community and collegiate sports from Atlanta to Savannah. It's the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. Hey, this is Andy Demetra, voice of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. And when I want to know what's going on in Middle Georgia sports, there's only one place I go. It's the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. Your place for community and collegiate sports. Guys, take it away. All right, Mr. Andy Demetra, good to talk to you again, sir. Joe Powers here, Robin Ben East over there, guys. Uh, happy holidays to you. Absolutely. <laughs> sir. Uh, we are... It's, it feels like the holidays, too. It We've does. actually had some cold weather, and um, yeah. feels feels like Christmas, and um, buttoning up with all these important football games. The, oh, yeah. The state championship games last week were awesome. Big run of high GHSA. school football. Yeah. Shout out to John. Looked great on camera. He was working. Was getting it done. Yeah. And uh, that was just a fantastic, uh, fantastic show. And it's funny. I don't understand every time that I guess it's just that weekend, but the weather's just terrible yes it's, it's always and gloomy and foggy nasty. and gloomy and yeah uh but it, that was uh that was fun to watch there was a lot of good good football games last week yeah i tell you what and uh it's always a little rainy misty you were talking about that exactly but guys i tell you what now we just finished high school football season good to be back in the podcast mode here with you we got big things to talk about like you said high school football season now over uh, i want to say uh merry christmas happy thanksgiving happy hanukkah all that stuff as we're right in the midst of it all but rob and ben east over there uh, we got some some awesome football to talk about here and before you guys say it Yes, Georgia got hammered by Alabama. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see that coming, though. Yeah. I, didn't, I just didn't see that coming. Yeah, I didn't either. I was, uh, we, me and the wife were ta- out talking to Santa Claus, and uh, I happened to be strolling through a Dick's Sporting Goods and looked up at one point, and I was like, what's happening? What's happening right now? <laughs> glad I'm not, that, not glad I'm not just so locked yeah. into it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, if I were sitting at home right now, I would be super ticked off and throwing something <laughs> at my TV. But instead, I was in Dick Sporting Goods. So. I picked up a mannequin and threw evidence. To <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just oh, kidding. Goodness. Hey, but Robin, being good to see you guys for real. Uh, happy to be back here on the podcast uh, network with you, all of our friends listening in. And, of course, say thanks to Houston Clinic, our sponsor, bringing you the show here tonight. We'll say thanks to them again in a few minutes. But, Robin, Ben, here's the matchup. You got Alabama's number one. You got Michigan at number two. How about Michigan breaking into the Getting it done. Right? I, I'm yeah. personally happy about that. I'll get into that in a little bit later. But Yeah. And then you got uh, Georgia falls to number three. And I think we all know that after the thrashing that Alabama put on Georgia in the SEC championship game that we were not going to see Georgia at number four. No one no. wanted to see right. that. Nobody wanted to yeah. see that. So we knew, okay, so since he's in here now, 
Look at Cincy. Yep. And strictly, you know, yeah. you would. The only reason why Georgia's at number three is simply because nobody. The yeah. TV's ratings. Nobody wants oh, to yeah. watch a rematch. Uh, but yeah. also for Cincinnati, although they're undefeated, their only hallmark wins against Notre Dame. Who's and number they, five? And they had. They had. Notre the, Dame, whom of which did not beat one top 25 <laughs> well, team all year, I don't believe. Here's what I'm saying Cincinnati. Yeah. That's their schedule, but they can't help that. But still. Cincinnati's strength of schedule was 99th in the country. That's why they couldn't put them any higher. It's only about 127 teams in the football subdivision. So 99 Um, ain't real good. Yeah, that's that means you're pretty close to last. Now (laughs) they have they have some uh, they have some gaudy stats. Uh, A lot of their players had some great seasons. Ritter threw for 3,100 yards. Got a running back over 1,200. One receiver's close to a thousand. It's not like they don't have good players, but. They don't play the competition week in and week out that Alabama, right. uh, Georgia, Michigan. The Big Ten was really good this year, too. So, yeah. Michigan had some really tough ball games. The Michigan State game, all, all the way through. The Big Ten was good this year. Yeah, they um, were better than normal. They finally that. got over the hump with Ohio State. But all that to kind of picture Cincinnati. This is the only hope that the American Athletic Conference has yeah. at all of ever, ever being in the conversation ever. of four. And what it does, too, if they're not competitive against Alabama, it's going to completely diminish the fact or any talks of 16, 18, whatever you want oh, to yeah. do it, any type of expansion. Yeah. Because everybody's going to say, well, you're just a group of five like we thought. Right. And you don't belong here no matter if you go undefeated, whatever. Right. Because let's not – I mean, I was watching that game in between the, the uh, these other ones – Houston was pushing them to to the wire. It took Cincinnati the third or fourth now, quarter now kind of to get it going. Houston it, only had one loss. No, no, in their league, so, it's not like yeah. they're bad. However, still, we're, the point is, week in and week out, you throw Cincinnati in the SEC East. Let's oh, not yeah, put them no. on the West. Yeah. Does Cincinnati go undefeated on the in the, on that side of that conference? But here's the thing: it doesn't matter because they don't have to. They only have to do it for a one game or two. So even though they're they don't play in the SEC, they, their quarterback is really good player. I mean, he's thrown for thirty touchdowns, only eight interceptions. He's only been sacked nineteen times all year. Threw for almost thirty two hundred yards. They've got a guy that's almost received for a thousand. They've got a guy that's rushed for twelve hundred. I mean, they've got some really good players over there. It's difficult to go undefeated no matter what league you're in. But what's scary for Alabama, and it's and it's different. Desmond Ritter will probably be the most talented quarterback Alabama has faced all year besides Matt Corral from Ole Miss. There's not another player that he played all year in the SEC because the SEC quarterback play this year, besides Calzada's performance against Bama, was not great. I mean, he played some other schools that they're down. I mean, they don't throw it that much. But Cincinnati, what can be scary about this, they're averaging almost 40 points a game. They scored over 500 points this year. They're a team, though, if you get into the passing, basically run it up like Alabama likes to, they can kind of do that. And that's what hurt Georgia against Alabama is when they say, everybody, Alabama's firing up the Ferraris and Georgia's just cruising in the Cadillac on offense yeah. and you can't really, you can't keep up. You're not, you're not designed to do that. So Cincinnati, in that aspect, you basically, for this playoff, you've got the teams that are matched up are the most similar to each other in offensive standpoints. Alabama likes to throw it around the yard with their quarterback, Bryce Young, who won the Heisman uh, this week. So Nobody's surprised by that. Nobody's surprised right. by that. He's he threw incredible. For, he threw for 4,000 yards. Unbelievable. He only had like four 
four interceptions all year. Unbelievable for a freshman. Over 40 touchdowns. It's crazy. So you got him playing Desmond Ritter, who's thrown for 3,230 touchdowns and only eight picks. So they're two teams that are very similar. Georgia and Michigan, very similar teams. Michigan prefers to run the football. They average about 268 yards on the ground. Georgia is in that same realm. They only throw it about 194 yards, 200 yards a game. Stetson Bennett, same boat. So you've got two teams in Georgia and Michigan, both really defensive-minded teams, and they have really good defense. People may be sleeping on Michigan because they're playing Georgia. They have got some dudes on their defensive line, okay? They're good. I mean, you don't just roll through and beat people like that with you know for, for 14 weeks and not have a good defense. They're good on defense, and they play offense the way Georgia likes to play offense. So that is going to be a knockdown drag out, and you could see the Cincinnati-Alabama game because Alabama Alabama has shown some weakness in people that like to throw it around the yard like Jimbo took uh, advantage when A&M paid them with Calzada. I'm telling you, man, you could see that Cincinnati-Alabama game get Let up there in the 40s. You, or go ahead and make your point, Ben. Well, no, the, the, the difference in that game is going to be turnovers because yeah. they both have high-powered offenses. Yeah. It's going to be who's going to turn the ball over. Get pressed. Cincinnati hasn't seen – they probably haven't seen some of the looks that Alabama will give them um, or – maybe the speed in the secondary will be different. The speed and the length in the secondary yeah. plus the edge rush, it'll it'll be slightly different yeah. coming from Alabama. The best I defense think, is nice plays Notre Dame. That's the best defense. Oh. Their defense is good. Yeah. But it they don't I don't know that they have the edge rush that Alabama has. Well see that's the question I was gonna ask you guys is, you know, do you think that if it got into a situation where they're just going blow for blow and it's, you know, scoring Fiesta, right, and there's no defense in that Alabama-Cincinnati game. Do you think Cincinnati, you know, could outscore Alabama and pull that victory off? Granted, they don't turn the ball over because you're right on the money right there. Right? Yeah, I mean, I think that it is possible. I mean, I'm not counting Cincinnati out. They they have been behind in some games. And the thing that's scary about somebody like Cincinnati – they have been in games where there's been a lot of offense, and that's what Alabama's done all year. So if Alabama comes out and it just becomes a shootout, Cincinnati's going to be right at home. They're going to be like, well, this yeah. is our type of pace. They have a quick upscale pace. They're going to be used to it. I mean, you could literally have in this game, I mean, it could be you could score 28 or 30 points in the first quarter and not have eight minutes run off the clock as fast as the people score. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's possible. But um, I think that's a very interesting matchup. Now, do I think Cincinnati and my heart of hearts are going to win? I don't, I don't, I don't think they're going to be able to beat the Heisman winner and Bryce Young. I think they'll make one more many plays. And yeah. I think defensively, to Ben's point, Alabama's got a couple of guys um, that have just a little bit more speed that is probably going to disrupt Ritter. And if he makes a mistake or – it only takes one in those type of games, you know. You can't. You don't. You don't have as many chances right. as playing somebody like a Houston or somebody else, right? And I mean, you know, if you look at uh, Alabama's impact players, they have nobody to match up for Jamison Williams. If the University of Georgia don't have anybody that can get, they cannot let him be, get, <laughs> right. not let them beat him deep, right? Then they're definitely not going to have anybody, right? Because there was some Georgia, there was some Georgia defensive backs that looked like they've never played football before yeah. against him, and we're talking about second quarter up ten yeah. when you're playing a, you're not playing like we're not we're not like clamp on press coverage like fourth quarter. We're talking about we're up ten points. We're playing more conservative, trying to keep some stuff in front of us. See ya, see fifteen ya. yards. See ya, see like, you later. Close, and uh, I mean. Then you're down 14 to 10. Yeah. Like that. I mean, almost like the drop of a hat. So yeah. that 
they won't have the matchups in the in the defensive secondary to compete with somebody like like that. I, yeah. I, I, mean, I tell you this though, and, and we didn't we hadn't had up. This is our first podcast back since the championship games and stuff. And I just want to break down Georgia a little bit. Um, kind of moving towards that game a little Hang bit. Hang on, you see that crystal container over there before you get out? <laughs> Hang on a second, I need something to watch out. Listen to this from, from what I saw, and I always <laughs> like to just watch a game before you break anything down. Just watch the first half with your eyes. Don't make any judgments about – don't pick a side because I don't really in, – in my – when I'm watching that game, my team's not playing. But I right. like to just watch it from an eye standpoint besides I would see what schemes and everything. What are they trying to, you know, um, pull out of the other teams? Or what kind of weaknesses did they see? Right. The biggest thing that I saw in that game was between Saban and Kirby. Kirby got outcoached really bad in that game. And here's why. Saban knew after watching the film on Stetson Bennett all year long, he hadn't really been under much duress. But if you give somebody who Stetson Bennett, let's get let's get it straight, he's a pretty smart quarterback. Okay, he watches film. If you give him, if you come up and what we say, I play quarterback. So when you come up to the line, what's the initial picture that you're going to get? As soon as I come out of the huddle and I break and we get set, if there's two receivers to my right, two to my, you know, two to my left, and I'm got a single back back there with me. If I look at the defense, and if you have two safeties, you're like, okay, I got a two-shell. Well, you look out there and you say, hey, well, they're about three or four yards off. They're probably playing press man. That's what they're probably doing. Well, what a lot of people don't realize what Bama did, they would come out in those looks, and then when the ball was snapped, they would roll to cover three, or they would roll to a cloud look. And that's and then they would send pressure from mm-hmm. where they hadn't shown in previous games. So when Bennett got up there, looks like it's a cover two shield they're playing man like they have all year. And then all of a sudden you got a blitz with to a Tolo or whatever coming off <laughs> yeah. and then they're in a zone. And so to the to the converse, a lot of people watching the game didn't realize it. But why in the world did Kirby Smart go out and he did not change a single look on Bryce Young? He hardly ever sent pressure. Yeah. And I had a lot of people saying they were like well, Jordan Davis wasn't even trying to rush. He was just trying to stay at the line. Well, why? He was coached to do that, guys. Right. And the reason why, Kirby and them didn't put a linebacker in a spy, so they told the lineman, don't really go that far upfield unless you have an open play because Bryce Young's feet are so well. Right. So they can, he can make somebody miss, and then he gets first down. He scored one of the touchdowns in the red zone like that. He made a guy miss and touchdown. Kirby never changed the look. He basically played cover one and cover two man the entire game. So when you got a guy like Jamison Williams, I don't care what cornerback, you can take the best cornerback in the NFL. It doesn't matter. If you tell him to chase him one-on-one for the entire duration of a 60-minute game, he's going to get beat at least once or twice. Oh, yeah. And when he did get beat, you got a Heisman quarterback, that hit it right on the money. Man. The first crossing route that he hit, the 68-yard touchdown right. or whatever it was, right. guess what? You're one-on-one, man. There ain't <laughs> nobody there. And everybody's like, where's the safety at? They're all playing man. Yeah. That's <laughs> He's why, chasing somebody else. That's why there. there's nobody yeah. there. And then when they got beat deep, they had a two-man high. But guess what? He also got beat deep. Yes, he did. And they were in all the motions and formations. Yeah. That, if you noticed, Alabama was moving a lot of tight ends around. That shifts the strength of the secondary. And guys, when those when people move, responsibilities and assignments change. There were times when Georgia defensive backs were running on the same guy. Yeah, one of those touchdowns. Long like, coverages. 
Whichever yeah, whichever play was right down the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was nobody there. You can see both of the one of the safeties went went with one of the other slot guys, and he's just running free. Yeah, right down the middle of the field. Yeah. that's just blown assignments, and and they. They just did not get coached extremely well on some of the the swaps. Uh, and how does Dan Lanning moving on to Oregon well, affect yeah, that situation? That's a question you know, I had coming up. You know, you guys. Dan Lanning, yeah. I think, uh, he's not really – maybe this is my ignorance, but I, I, I don't see him as like a Kirby Smart from Georgia to – to, I mean, from Alabama to Georgia, yeah. he's not like a uh, a name that that I would pull like that. He's benefiting off of Mel Tucker's success, yeah, and yeah. and Sam Pittman. Right. And that, they're trying to pull off the tree, just like of Nick Saban. Yeah. A lot of people have, but they're, everybody's not a firing order, you know. Right. But I mean, I'm not saying that he's a a, a bad coach. He's obviously a really good coach, but he's I don't done know. something right. But it, but I think that does affect Georgia. From a standpoint of your leadership on that side of the ball, which we all know Kirby Smart's micromanages his defense. You can watch the TV and tell that. But he's still the guy on the sidelines calling the signals. If you they would pan over there and see him, he he's making the calls. So how does that affect the bulk? You know, how does that affect the game? And I think it definitely has an effect because with all the recruiting and stuff now, I mean your responsibilities have to to shift. And that's a momentous opportunity for him right you know so i think it affects them for sure and i think it affects recruiting too just because you mentioned that i'll say it there you know we've got a bunch of talent as we just come off the high school championship games you know there's a bunch of talent right here and and landing's name was mentioned a couple times with some of those recruits that are you know top tier recruits coming to georgia and you know if landing goes so do so do those recruits maybe that's right well that same uh, thing happened at georgia mm -hmm. tech uh, one of the best linebackers in the country uh jerron willis that plays um for lee county he's been committed to tech since the spring well both of his his recruiters got fired yeah and so everybody all the tech people are like well why is he leaving why is it his two people he's talked to for the last three years <laughs> oh, are not there. <laughs> yeah, Nothing is different in recruiting than it is in business. Yeah. You buy from the guy, you don't no. buy the product. Yes. You buy from the man, and right. they're sold because they think that guy is the guy that's going, you know, he's Help promised them this there. and everything. And I can tell you that. I got recruited by somebody at Mercer that when I got there was not there. Yeah. Well, they didn't watch your film. They inherited you. So then you have to show these coaches – you know, because you did, you weren't their guy being recruited, yeah. so it's it's a different it's a different angle. Let's put it that way. That's right. He don't want to get up there and have a different angle. You know, I can understand that if I'm a player. Yeah. However, the transfer portal's wild, and you know, oh. you got people moving all over the place. So it's like, from one aspect, uh, and I'm not trying to de- deviate, but you say, okay, we just lost all these players because my coaches left. We we had three or four coaches play. Man, we got these guys just pounding the transfer portal. Man, tra- oh man, yeah. transfer portal. And yeah, the transfer portal does suck. If you're if if you're a homer like me, I'm like you go somewhere and you, you earn go your and you go. yeah you yeah, you, you earn stay. your pl- price to play. However, yeah. you're gonna benefit on the other end. So the guy Slovis is leaving USC. Somebody needs a good quarterback. <laughs> Pick him up. Pick What's, him why, up. Hey, yeah. he he was he was offensive player of year for Pac-12 in 2020. Pick yeah. him up. Hey yeah. hey he, he about <laughs> Oklahoma. Y'all need another quarterback up. You know whoever. So. Yeah. South Carolina, Spencer Rattler's going yeah. to South Carolina. So, How they're about benefiting that? from that. So these people are benefiting and his tight from ends it. following him. Um, so, you know, you, you complain, but then on the other end, you're going to look up and you're going to see in spring practice and be like, "How do we have eight transfers from uh, from you know Power Five schools?" Yeah, same. I think the transfer portal though 
is honestly, it benefits schools like Georgia and Alabama and the top schools, but it also benefits everybody else too because you do have one of those guys that was a four-star or five-star that if he gets to Bama and is disgruntled, I mean, you get a chance to maybe pick up that guy in the yeah, portal. Well, that's true. You know, so it, it's not like it just benefits the big guys. That's right. Um, I'm not a huge fan of it because I think it kind of disincentivizes staying at one school and it can be like a let's just hop the bus and ride around. Yeah. But – um, well, how about the uh, – by the way, you're talking about South Carolina. How about Beamer up in Atlanta here, championship weekend, by the way? Did you see him up there? Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah. It's awesome. Out. It, it, he knows I mean, where he's got to be. Columbia's right. right in the back door. That's right. They're stupid not to come over here and, and, and try to pick pick and oh, choose, yeah. you know. Plus, I think he smells blood in the water because Clemson's got some boys yeah. to fill. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other podcast right No, there, no, right that there. is another podcast. But we'll um, talk to ACC it, for you guys. Yeah, but uh, if, if we're sitting here looking at it, uh, this is actually a hard stat to find, but – Total defense from all of these teams. Michigan actually, um, Michigan and I think Alabama is Alabama's number. Alabama's eight. So as far as total defense goes, Michigan Michigan is actually uh, ranked thirteenth. Alabama's eighth, and Cincinnati's seventh. Georgia's ranked second in total defense. That's a hard stat to find, believe it or not. On on here, you, the ESPN doesn't show it regularly. Look at you. But think about this. So Cincinnati. They average 4.3 yards a play is what they average given up. Defensively. That defensively is what they average. They give up 305 yards a game. Alabama gives up 306. On paper, these things were talked about in the committee meeting. Oh, yeah. They're like, I'm sure. hey, man, if we're looking at total defense here, look, you know, Cincinnati here, they, they got – their defense is just as statistically – they are literally the exact same as Alabama. Man. So, it's like if we put them on the field – and we're calling all these teams equal. They went undefeated and everything. We should have a pretty equal game because the stats show that that should be pretty dang close. And Bama gave up a lot more points. Mm-hmm. And Bama gave up more points. One thing that I saw interesting on another page a minute ago, Cincinnati um, only averaged giving up 1.1 touchdown a game hmm. uh, throughout some of their schedule. Um, if that statistic was right, that's pretty dang good, and, which makes sense because they've only given up 24 um, – it looks like they've given up 25, 24 touchdowns. That's, that's about two a game, something like but that. But also, too, I want to make the point, and uh, and I don't want to sound like I'm being really hard on Georgia, but it's it's just the, the way that I see it. <laughs> and it's not being a homer for Tech or anything like that. I'm just going straight off statistics. Georgia's total defense, they were number two in the country, and they only gave up 254 yards a game. Okay. That's great. But it's very clear when they got in the, the game against Alabama, the SEC East was very, very down. Um, no, you're exactly right. I, I mean, mean, you could see after Georgia jumped up by 10 points, when they said, oh, my goodness, we're playing a team that can throw the ball and yeah. can actually do it. Like, yeah. they didn't know what to do. I mean, it was like the wheels come off. And yeah. you and you knew that Georgia could not play that type of pace. Well, let me tell you, in, in, in hushed tones – you know, there was conversation around just that point getting in there because there were people in, in my conversations, you know, Georgia fans that were just like, uh, you don't know, man. We've, yeah, we've dominated, but who have let's you? look at what we've really done, That's, yeah. you know, against. That's, what and we've and done. you're exactly right. Like yeah. Kentucky, when you beat them, you thought they were good. Yeah. They ended up losing four or five games. Yeah. Most of the people on the SEC East barely won six games. Yeah. And there was a few that had seven wins. Florida was a dumpster, ended up being a dumpster yeah. fire. We uh, just didn't want to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, but <laughs> – and, and, I mean, you know, you 
And I think the media too, they love pumping people up and, oh, yeah. you know, making it like your world beaters and everything like that. But oh, yeah. I think Georgia also, I think some of the players maybe bought into some of that too. Cause you could tell that they were kind of a little shell shocked when they got, I mean, they got sucker punched in the second quarter. Of what is game. it? They say everybody's got a plan to get hit in the mouth. That's right. Everybody's got a plan. And, and so, <laughs> <laughs> so you get punched in the face and then it's that, like, huh. and then, Whoa. But well, I think, I think that had a, I think that had something to do with it. But, um, I think Georgia, it's kind of for for me looking at it, I'm a little disappointed after watching that SEC championship game because you thought this was the time Georgia was going to take a step. And then yeah. now you're kind of wondering, are they ever going to take the step? Because it still looks like the team on offense Kirby had five years ago with yeah. Jake Fromm. I mean, we're going to no, play right. good defense nope. and we're not if we're not we're not gonna evolve at all. We're gonna just play good defense and you're not gonna win. In the big, big games against the Bryce Youngs and the Jamison Williams, if you can't score 30 points, Kirby, you're not going you're to win and those been, games. I have been saying that to everybody. Uh, we watched it with some of, our, some of our best friends that are Georgia fans through and through, went to school there and everything. And I said, Kirby's model is Alabama LSU 2009 2012 and we're winning 12 to 9 and we're playing each other again and it's a slobber knocker and we barely can score touchdowns. And AJ McCarron's the quarterback. The, yeah. And the, that's Stetson Bennett. Yeah and and the Greg same McElroy. Kirby's model is that. Yeah. Nick says Nick's evolved. He says, no, I'm going to go with the times. I, I want my offense to look like Lincoln Riley's people like that because yeah. he realizes that <clears throat> the offense is up the offense is moving and morphing faster than the defense can catch up. Yeah. So he has understood, hey, I have to change my my scheme here to adapt or I'm going to fall behind. That's why Nick Saban's a genius. People want to say you name another coach. Well, there's not one, so I'll go ahead and give you that. That's You can't name <laughs> you one. You can't do it. But a guy that recycles his coaches, he's recycling coaches every single Doesn't matter. year. Yeah. And then he is the Nick Nick Saban rehab facility for all these NFL rejects. Bill O'Brien, Steve Sarkeesian. Think about it. Lane Kiffin, Steve Sarkeesian, Bill O'Brien's there now. Anybody that's had tr- tr- uh, trouble, Butch Jones, they they, they go to Alabama. Yeah. Nick's like, hey, man, come, come on. Here. Hey, I'll I find a spot for you. You know, you can come over here. And then, but those minds were former head coaches at huge schools. Yeah. They're all in the background. The point is, he's evolved. Kirby has got to uh, – to, to evolve his offense. Whoever the next flashy guy is, don't let the next Justin Fields leave you. Yeah. Don't put him on the bench. Yeah, so, It might not look right to start with. Find an offensive coordinator that is going to call for that guy. It's just like any business. If yeah. you're going to be a top guy in the business world and your business is going to succeed, you have to constantly be looking, what's going to change in the next two years? Where do I need to be in the next three? Kirby is so zoned in on what he knows that he's not taking the offense and saying, well, where's the game going to be in five years? He had that chance in 16, and it has yeah. changed none. He's yeah. not He's not looking at – you got the four top teams according to the CFP and everything here, okay? The two best quarterbacks don't play for Michigan and Georgia. That's right. They play for Cincinnati and Alabama. That's right. Hey, you know, that just begs the question. Is that I was sitting, <clears throat> again, in a, in a big box retailer store watching this Georgia game. I was thinking to myself as the game, you know, uh, kind of changed pace and got to the half, and I was like, okay – you're going to see JT Daniels in the second half. Yeah. I mean, there was there was no doubt in my reasonable mind. But then I thought about it again, and I was like, He's no, not, we won't. Nope. You know, that, that's it was two thoughts. One was, uh, I should see JT Daniels, and then it was like, but I'm not. You yep. know? 
what do you guys think about that? What happens to JT Daniels? Uh, JT Daniels, uh, he's probably going to – I would imagine he would transfer um, because Georgia has – if he doesn't transfer, Vandegrift, somebody off of that line of quarterbacks. Yeah, and then you got Gunnar Stockton. For me, why is he going there? I, I still can't figure that out. If the Vandegrift kid, is he not going to play? Because he, what a, about he was supposed to be your four or five Beck? star. Yeah, Beck was a four star. Yeah. He I mean, gone. He gone. I mean, oh, yeah, some, yeah. He's, these he's guys, you're just going to see these guys. They're going to transfer. And you don't have to declare now. I mean, you don't have to do nah. it in the early signing period. They have until after <clears throat> next year. I mean, it doesn't matter. Um, you just declare this stuff. So, uh, But I don't, I don't see them playing, JT. I don't see why you would this point in the season. To me, I've told this to a lot of my friends, and I know me and Ben have had this conversation. I think I've told you too, Joe. Yeah. There's a reason why he's not playing. You don't know what it is, yeah. but something underneath the scenes or behind the scenes, he there's doesn't. Gotta be. The guys may. I don't know if he doesn't. The chemistry's not right, but there's a reason why that guy's not playing, and yeah. I don't know what it is. And you, may, we may never know, right? And but, you but saw, there's a reason why he's not going. You saw the the presser post game. You know, Kirby asked the question, or was asked the question about you know Stetson and, and JT and all that stuff, and. Now maybe it's just Kirby's mo, but he went right to it. And he's like, "Nope, not you know, not changing." Yeah, he gave he gave Stetson the uh, the attaboy. and was like, "Look, you know, he's the guy." Absolutely. And, so uh, there was and, no hesitation. No, there's no hesitation. All. And um, we, you know, you get to this point in the season. I don't think it's about changing your quarterbacks. It's like, you know, my horse is my horse at this point. I might can put a different uniform on him, but I gotta ride him. Right. You know, it's just almost, you know, you don't play if if you can relate it to golf. You know, you don't change your driver right before the Masters. If you've been sucking driving the ball all year, it's not going to get any better in Augusta. Like, yeah, just because right. you, you dropped your Taylor Maiden pick up a thing. Yeah. Like, it ain't, it ain't going to change. Your receivers are going to be off because they're used to certain break right. points. The offensive right. line, the, the snap count, all the Everything. calls. Everything's yeah. different. So, you, your horse is your horse at this point. Yeah. You just better hope you can hit it a little better than and you I, did the I'm last being, time. And yeah. I'm, being, I'm being very critical of Georgia because I was very high on them for 12 weeks. Hey, and they yeah. got absolutely – they looked they looked lost. Yeah. I mean, they looked not even there. Hey, could not protect the quarterback either. <laughs> no. And no. Alabama – Alabama ships kept them out of no there. Like they were, they gave they no, were Bill Belichick's yeah, no lines. Mac Jones might have been playing quarterback <laughs> again for the Patriots because their offensive line they never missed a blitz ever. Like they were picking up everything. everything. Well, and um, the the thing that was that I see that like so as far as as far as that I see in the playoff the the the, the game plan I see from Alabama, Nick finds a weakness and he exploits it. Cincinnati's ranked 47th in rushing defense. Alabama's running backs will be a little bit more healthy than the CFP. Yeah. He's going to slow the game down. Oh, yeah. Because he knows if he gets in a shootout with them, it's going to be tough. He's going to try to control the game a little bit more because he knows he's got an edge there. Well, Michigan's top 25. Georgia and Alabama are right among the top. Everybody's like, Alabama's defense ain't as good as it used to be. Well, they're they're in top 10. How's it not? (laughs) That's pretty good. So they're in the top 10. So the way I see it, it, stats matter. They really do. Oh, yeah. and the, when you put a team on the field, the stats matter. If Cincinnati is in the in the in the lower half of the top fifty, they come in at forty seven. Alabama, their offensive line is incredible. Okay, their running backs might have been a little bit dinged up. They'll push Cincinnati around up front. I think Saban will exploit that in their game, and then I think in the Georgia Michigan game. 
it's going to be what type of game plan Michigan and Jim Harbaugh put out there. They're surging. Their defense. Let me tell you, is their defensive backs are really good. I'm going to just go ahead and say this now, like publicly, right? I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan beats Georgia in that game. I, I, I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and say we, that. We, I'm not going to – I can go ahead and jump there just so people know where I stand. I have picked Michigan to beat Al, uh, to beat Georgia in the first round. Yeah. I have. Now, the only thing that, that somebody has said, and I don't even remember who I was having this conversation with at this particular point, but it is a valid point. I don't know if it will happen, but it is a valid point. You know, Georgia has been – patted on the butt all season long, and then they just got smacked in the face. They may come out with a different, you know, you kind of get knocked off that, that pedestal for a minute. And if you're a really good team, you got some really good athletes out respond. there. respond. They may respond. That's right. And come out there and play a game like we expected to see them play against Alabama. That could happen. That That is, and that is a, but, it's a valid point. Yeah. And the only thing that, and this is, this is what I said before the SEC championship game, and I, I've had said everybody, told everybody Georgia was going to win because I thought it was, you know, they were finally going to turn the corner. But to that point about responding, Michigan has had to respond about five or six times this year. Yeah, that's true. They've got the, – the issue that Georgia has is Alabama, they played in a lot of close games. Everybody's like, well, they only won by two points. They lost by three to A&M. They, lost, they only won by yeah. two points. Well, guess what, It's not though? a fair assessment. Their, yeah. their guys, though – have had to fight through that stuff. Well, yeah. guess what? Look at Georgia's schedule. Before last week, they beat everybody, and it wasn't even within a touchdown. Yeah, it wasn't I mean, even close. The games, there was no adversity. <clears throat> I mean, it was basically like playing, you're a 6A team, and you played single-A football all year, yeah. and then when you got to the playoffs, you had to play a 6A school. Well, Michigan, they've had to play Ohio State, top 10 team. They've had to play Michigan State, mm-hmm. uh, which time when they did play them, top 10. Had to play Purdue. I mean, do I need to keep going? No. I mean, they, so, they, they have been in games with and beat a lot of good football teams and been in close games and yeah. won those games. Yeah. So, I tell you, I, as a Georgia guy, <clears throat> if you're going, I, I'm pretty pretty terrified about that. Well, matchup. I can tell you this. No, if no, you're no, looking I mean, for a break, if you're <clears throat> looking for a break in the secondary, yeah. it ain't going to be in this game. Yeah. Michigan's got – Really good defensive backs. Um, I've actually watched a lot of Michigan ball this year. I like Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. I, I like the Harbaugh brothers in general. Yeah. Um, they just got like some football pedigree. And when he was at the San Francisco, I like the brand of football he plays. He's he's so balanced. That that's kind of how I like it. He he throws it about as much as he runs it, yeah. and he's got a good defense. And like that Aiden Hutchinson guy, they're gonna have the same problem with him that they had with the guy from uh, Alabama coming off the edge. Yeah. His name escapes me. Thirty five. He's mm-hmm. gonna give them just as much trouble. Yeah. And the problem is they have so much athleticism in the back end of their defense. It's gonna be just as tra- hard for sets and Bennett. So Georgia is going to have to really shut down Michigan's running game because Michigan wears people down. They're big up front. You watch the uh, Big Ten Championship game against Iowa. Mm -hmm. Third quarter, it's neck and neck. Fourth quarter, they lose by 22 or whatever the final (laughs) was. Whatever it was. Um, They they really put out a good product, and they're extremely disciplined. They don't make mistakes. Like right, they fellas. make really good. They make really good decisions. Well, I tell you what, we got we got about three minutes here left uh, before we're going to wrap up the show. But uh, let me ask you: We've talked about the games pretty thoroughly. Go ahead and give me your winners. Uh, who do you think is going to play in the national championship game first? Who's going? I tell you what, 
If you would have asked me this four months ago, there's absolutely no way I would have even considered this because uh, let's remember, fans, uh, Michigan was unranked yeah. before going to this year. But I have got Michigan beating Georgia um, in Miami, and then I've got Bama with the Heisman winner taking it over, um, and they're going to be Alabama-Michigan's going to be one and two battling off in the national championship. Ben? I think Alabama ultimately becomes the uh, football national champion because of – So Saban's first uh, back-to-back? Of, of, oh. the guys, of the guy behind uh, center. Uh, the guy under center, um, Bryce Young, is yeah. – He's incredible. He makes the he play. makes windows and throws, and the best play he made the whole entire game was he flushed the pocket and 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 pitches it to Robinson. Yeah, that got me out of my seat, and I said, "This guy, this guy, <laughs> every <laughs> this dude, this that. dude." I stood up. I this was guy. like, "Oh." Right. My goodness. Me and Ben look at each other and it's like, Whew. there's no way they lose this game. No, no, no. This Unless guy, he gets hurt. I said after that, I said, this is, the best fo- this is the best player in college football right now. He's automatically going to be the first-round draft pick when he comes out. Yeah. He makes windows. If you watch their highlights, he puts guys in places where they're not open, and he makes them open. Yeah. Tom Brady does that. Yeah. Like, stuff like that. Yeah. Really elite. I think right, Alabama so- becomes the champ, but I don't know that. It'll be Georgia or Michigan. I don't know if Georgia Georgia will face off against them again. You've got to pick. You've got to pick. Come on, man. You've got to pick. I've liked Michigan all year. I'll go go with Michigan because I don't like like Stetson Bennett, and he's not going to be able to make the play. Georgia will win that game if Michigan turns the ball over, but it won't be because Stetson Bennett beats them. I hear you. Well, I'm going to go with you, and I'm going to say Michigan and Alabama play in the title game. Three for three. Wow. But I'm going to go further and say Michigan beats Bama. Wow. Yeah. You know, because not outside the realm of it's possibility. It's not outside it, man. I mean, it's I'm really gonna, not. I'm just going to throw it out there. It's so really not. Say it. It's really not. Yeah. Michigan's had one of those years, too, and the ball has rolled their way. I mean. And, and there's nothing in me that would want to make me say that, by the way. I just I just think so. No, but coaching-wise, if you think about it, Harbaugh's doing a little more with less than Georgia. Yeah. So, And he's beat Ohio State and some of the Titans of the Big Ten. Yeah. So I'd love to see that matchup against Saban and Harbaugh scheming that up. I would I, like, I would to, like see to see that. I would like to see it. And – Rob sold me, by the way. <laughs> yeah, he sold me. He was like, you know, they've been tested all year. They've done it. They've been the man all year. Watch the games and rage about who's in the transfer portal. That's there what we go. do. Really <laughs> Enjoy the bowl season, friend. That's right. Everybody have a good time, and we'll talk to you after, and we'll see how right we were. Rob and Ben, good to see you guys again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Merry, Christmas. Merry Christmas. Everybody enjoy time with their families, and then on into the new year. All right. See you then. It's all You're listening to The Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. Download the show today on your Spotify playlist or Apple Music.